Do you know why I played this? Do you, do you know who this is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is it? The OGs. Marion 5. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I saw Maroon 5. Listen to this, okay? I'm sorry, but these guys. Uh, first off, welcome to the podcast, guys. Um, I started this one with Maroon 5 because I saw them last night. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was surprised, man. I've never been to a concert other than Blink-182 or things that I actually know yeah. where I knew every song. I saw so many people at that concert, like, stream, not stream, whatever. Posting? Like, uh, post videos. No way. Anybody yeah, I know? Um, no, I don't think anyone you know. Oh, wow. But you guys were all singing along. It, man, hits, I've never, hits, I'm telling you, hits. the energy in this place, okay? Yeah. I, I joked about it on my Instagram saying it was middle-aged women energy. Swear to God. Right when I walked in, it was like, I think the first time I went to a 1975 show, Yeah, I felt out of place because it was all sort of like, I don't know, 16-year-old girls. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this band is so talented. Why are they like pigeonholed as that? Maroon 5, second I walk in there. Estrogen. I was like, there's a lot of women, like middle-aged moms here. <laughs> Swear to God. And then they had their like husbands and shit. But I was like, wow. And like there's dudes, it was, it was weird. There's like dudes picking girls up, like... There's three middle-aged women beside me by themselves, and this guy comes over. He starts like hitting on them. They get photos. Damn. I was like, it was like, yeah. I, I, I don't, don't think know. it was your post, but it was someone else's post. It was like the um, the she will be loved, and you guys were all doing like a sing along. Yeah, yeah. Wild. And she will be loved. It was so good, and it was just weird because like I didn't. I'm a. I'm not like a huge Maroon Five fan, but yeah. like I guess I am. Yeah, man. We know the hits. <laughs> like, but every song was a hit. So I just just to give you some. Um, backing so maroon five yep. is one of interscope records most successful acts okay they're huge if you go to their spotify they've got two songs in their top played right now the one we just played memories 1.2 billion plays and then sugar the sugar you know how much do they get off each stream i have no like i heard it's like half a cent or something half a cent times a billion like 1.2 billion on this song frig how much do you think? Yeah, how much do you think? What, half a cent? Yeah, I'm going to say like a quarter of a cent. A quarter? How do That's I even? 0. 0.0. It's like two? Yeah. Zero, Zero point zero two times. Let's do 1.2 billion. Yeah. Frig, man. Good luck. Many, Hundreds of millions. How many zeros is that? Wait, we could do this in our head, bro. It's like 10 million. No. It's like 2 million. How can you do that in your head? It's like 2 million. That's 12 million. There. <laughs> it's no, it's 24 million. No. 2.4 million dollars. Damn. All right, just said 2 million. Off of one song. That's just, wild. That's not that good. No, man. That's not that good. That's listen, not even no, 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 listen. sales. That's that, not including listen, anything. That's that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. lot of money. But for 1.2 billion, but you know how hard it is to get that many people to listen? Yeah. And all you're getting is 2.4 million? I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it's Okay, look, 2.4 million obviously is low or whatever. That's a lot it's of work. It's low when you're a brand new artist trying to make it and you have a thousand plays. You think you're sick. You have 10,000 plays and then they send you a check for like 10 bucks. Oh, 100%. That's why. You know, th that's like the world of social media. That's so wild. If, if I were to get a million views on, like, let's say, no, you know, let's say 4 million because this happened. Yeah. I pull in 4 million views on a video. I could probably make around 20 grand. That's okay. amazing. It's good money. Yeah. But the amount of times to pull in 4 million views in a short period of time, because that's what it was. You're right. 
um, never happens. However, I could sign a brand deal for more than that and get it and get it. It's it's actually this is so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Actually, right, this is a segue, <laughs> <You> guys. <laughs> perfect segue. Everyone's in the numbers right now. First of all, speaking of numbers, last time we'll talk about numbers. Episode ninety. Freaking nine, man. Absolutely not. man let's, let's break that down. We've done 99 episodes over the span of two years. Wow. And, we, oh. and we didn't record during COVID. Nope. Yeah, we had like a little break at episode did you, 50. Did you think it was going to last? Well, I'll ask this again in the next episode because the yeah. next one is going to be like a full recap. Yeah. Did you think it was going to last this long? We had a goal in the beginning and it was 100 episodes. It was 100. And we're... So we have contract negotiations yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, we renegotiate next week. <laughs> I got to bring some stuff to the table. hundred friggin' episodes, man. That's nuts. Oh, yeah, by the way, you hear that? What is that? That's a fighter jet. That's a fighter jet. Oh, shit. It's like a war. It's, it's insane, man. So this Sorry, guys, we're all over the place today, but like not episode 99, we're comfortable. Man. Yeah, this, this, so this weekend in Toronto, it's a long weekend. It's the air show. Uh, so they fly right over my house, which is the best weekend, by the way, because I get to I drink like, drinks on my balcony yeah. with a bunch of friends. And we watch like freaking jets fly across doing these flips and shit. It's amazing. And it happens three times a day for three days straight. So America. So it's it's very annoying because all you hear is it gets so fucking loud. Like you're gonna hear it. Like one of them's gonna fly over. It's so loud. Damn. But it's it's like the best. And you know what's funny? It's like so I live, I mean, if you see my YouTube videos, I live in a condo building. Yeah. Okay, so during the air show, you, you can see right now people are coming out on their balcony to see what that is. Um during the air show one year. Tell me if you think this girl did this intentionally, okay? There you go. This girl comes out uh, completely naked huh? during the air show. Keep in mind, I'm telling you, everybody is on their balcony this weekend okay. looking from my place. Everyone's Everybody. Out. Yeah. Everybody's out. So do you think she did that on purpose? Um, She did it on purpose knowing what she knew. Like, I, she knew what's going to happen. She knew people are going to be watching her. But I also think... She, um, she's just, you know, in her comfort of her own home, she's a... Man, she knew. I mean, she knew. Listen, you, you live in a, the confines yeah, she knew of what's a up. community. She's going to be like, I want people to see today. And were people watching her all the time? Or, and more people came out? Well, I think people were watching 100%. 100%. Naked girls and... And Jet, jets. And jets. <laughs> and Literally beer. America. Beer. This is, it's a very American weekend for me. Just beer. Yeah, this is like 4th yeah. of July shit. Yeah. Um, okay, back to the segue. Yeah, we were so close to the segue. Yeah, we were. We just, and then freaking fighter jet had to fly over. Rabbit hold it. Um, Actually, one more, one more thing before we leave the segue. Yeah, this is what, I wonder, why it's called rabbit hold. I want to know what your take on this is. Yeah. There's been some backlash about this, uh, this air show. Because oh. this is the first year... That they're having a, like a war plane. Like this is uh, the Canadian. It's like some jet. Maybe it's the U.S. <sighs> and people are saying you shouldn't use war planes as entertainment because in some parts of the world it is so feared and causes so much death and destruction. However, yep. my, my side on this is you flip it. It also offers protection to the country it represents. Right? Yep. So there's that side. And two, we have to draw the line somewhere where we can accept entertainment for what it is. Mm. versus viewing it for everything that else that it is. This music, though. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I totally hear you, and I think that last point you made is the, the strongest one here. Right. Um, yo, I, like, I remember Afghanistan, like, six, seven years ago. Um, when, like, I wasn't there or anything, but this kid went on, like, speaking, like, this kid went speaking in front of the UN, mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm I'm afraid 
when the skies are blue. Because when the skies are blue, that's when the drones come and attack. Mm. When the skies are gray, mm-hmm. I actually love when the skies are gray because the drones don't fly in the clouds. Right. That's messed up. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like if we're celebrating drones and shit, for sure, that's a okay. shitty thing. However, a warplane... Well, let's celebrate. Yeah, celebrating your own victories, let's, celebrating like World War II. Like, I think, you know, a lot of good happened in World War II in terms of, I mean, a lot of shit happened. But even but a lot of this good this, for Canada happened. This this kid quote you just mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Wild. So, just uh, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but let me put it out there. <laughs> Does the yeah. rest of the world live based off of the experience of that one country and kid because they are feared? When in reality, those drones are meant to protect. The other country who would then celebrate that, right? So yeah. you have two you have two sides, two perspectives, and I get them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have those two sides, but I think it's very nuanced. And I think like you said, like that last point of yours is why can't entertainment just be entertainment and you know, war politics should be war politics. Like like it's okay to be like empathize with this kid. Yes. And yeah. still you have World War II planes and be like, I would, oh, that's entertainment. That's, you know, it's different. Well, I would get it. Like, you don't do an air show of drones in a place where drones are killing people. That's wild. Yeah. Right? Because it's just, you, you sort of read the room type of shit, yeah. you know? Whereas here, you, you have to view culturally and, and parts of the world, they view it differently. So it's not a taboo. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, I got into some Twitter beef with this this girl. She's a influencer here in Toronto. And she runs her mouth sometimes by being a social justice warrior, which is fine. I mm. think that's important with certain messaging. Any social justice but, words. But when it gets too sensitive, just know you put your shit out there publicly, you, you're open to receive opinions. Yeah. Right? So I, she said, we need to stop the air show because of all the refugees are having PTSD from it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like they're seeking safety here, yeah. right? And they're coming here and that's fine. They're safe. Yeah. But does that mean we now have to all of a sudden change all of the things that we have in place just because they came from their... Yeah, I don't yeah. want to say so, anything. This yeah, is, yeah. is going to dig myself a hole, but... Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come in for you, being a guy from Iraq, okay? Um, I think that's the... Like, that's a good fine line. Like, we always say it's like a, there's a fine line and stuff. A World War II plane being part of this air show, fair, fine enough, you know? Like, I'm not down to see like a celebration of friggin' drones, right? right? Because drones have like completely, yeah, they're there to protect people, but they're also there like bombing innocent civilians that had literally nothing to do with anything. Jesus, man. <laughs> that jet. Wow. It's funny we're talking about this and jets are literally it's scaring by. us too, eh? <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> keep the jets and yeah. we're like, <laughs> right? So like, I'm from Iraq. I'm down to see these jets. They don't give me PTSD. Uh, I was literally born during some bombings off America, bombing Iraq. Like, I don't think it gives me any sort of PTSD. However, I still, and I think normal people, it's not sensitive or too sensitive to be like, oh, shit, I empathize with that person. Of course. You don't have to cancel the event or whatever. So I think there is that nuance like we're talking about here. Yeah. um, Where you can have the air show and still... Be the country that allows refugees right. in and still empathizes no, it's, with them? It's fine. Like, look, people come to the country. To, let's say it's a refugee. They Obviously, Toronto is a melting pot. I've never been to a city where there's yeah. better restaurants and yeah. experiences to feel like you're sort of a part of something else. Yeah. 
you can get authentic food here in Toronto from literally almost anywhere in the world. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's the best part. So I'm not for people that are like, oh, no, don't bring your shit here. Leave that back home in your yeah, country. Yeah. You're in our country. That's so damaging. It you're, is. you're not going to become interesting if you, like, there's another change. And, and you are the great country that you are because, because you've let all these, yes. you've let the Irish in, the 100%. Italians, That's the, the best Arabs. Part. The, the in, best like, part about Canada is the amount of diversity we have in people. Yeah. But the, but some people fear that. And you, you, you could tell by talking to them, they'll be like, yeah. oh, no. That's the best part. But then where it starts to get tricky is if they start to implement, you got to change all of your ways. Let's just take a small example of the air show. You can no longer fly planes because in my country, it scares me. Well, you know, where do you say you're not in your country anymore? Yeah. And and the problem with social justice warriors, the type. Yeah. and, And also people on the other side, like... I don't know what the opposite of social justice warriors are, but... Uh, uh, racist? I don't know. <laughs> racist or whatever, right? They, they're they pretty hard-line sometimes, and I think that's what we, like a lot of people in the middle, the normal people, I'd say, mm, yeah. are, are kind of like not accepting, or we say it's too sensitive or too racist or whatever. It's the hard line of like, no, we can't have any planes, or no, we can't let anyone in. When it gets hard-line shit like that, no. You know what the thing is, though? Yeah. <clears throat> Hard line on any side. On any side. Is, is worse, right? Yeah. So, so last night at the show, Maroon yeah. 5 concert, the first show I've ever been to. Maroon in fact, 5 with a hard line. The first, well, the first uh, event I've been to where they actually checked vaccination passports. Oof, oof, oof. I've never been to one before. Damn. You cannot get in that venue to see a concert without pulling out your phone. And what they do is you have to show that you had two doses and then they check your ID to make sure it matches. So weird. It's weird, but I was like, okay, you, you feel a little bit safe. And what was interesting was that venue was packed. Damn. So it goes to show people are doing it. But I know people that are so against the vaccination, which we won't get into because we already talked yeah, about yeah. it, but I'm just like, they're going to have a tough time implementing I, back into society. I feel for them, man. They, they have I don't. A, I don't. Really, they have, a, <laughs> they, they have a certain thought. I don't know, man. I don't I, feel for I, them, I, again, Okay, again, it goes back to this kind of thing, okay? I feel like kind of accepts... People like with diverse backgrounds or diverse. I'm not saying like just color. I'm like saying like diverse opinions, opinions outlooks. and all that. Yeah. And man, the friggin' govy little government was like, hey, man, um, you know, we're going to need 80 percent of you vaxxed and 20 percent of you who have cultural problems, allergies, shit like this. Then you don't have to get vaxxed. And here we are. People still have cultural problems with it. It's fine to have a cultural problem with it. Why do they need to get vaxxed? I don't know, man. I, I don't like the I don't like the forcing. I'm right, for vaccines. I was the first. Man, you guys know without question. I was the first to get vaccinated. My tax dollars right now are paying for the unvaccinated. No problem. I, I'm here to help people. Yeah, yeah. The hospitals are loaded with them. They're the well, they're your the tax dollars have always paid to help people yeah, that help are people, smokers yes, that are yeah, no, no, but, but drinking and driving. This is voluntary. This is so voluntary. So is drinking and driving. So is smoking. Okay, but that's you a know? very much smaller case. We're talking about you have the option yeah. to get a vaccine that would eliminate you from having the incredible, like the intense effects and life-threatening effects of COVID, let alone spreading it. Okay, yeah. and you're voluntarily saying, "I don't want that." Okay, if you don't want that and you get it, now I got to pay for you. You know, like of course, like we'll, we'll pay to have somebody yeah. get healthy. But you, you're the frustration's real with people. A lot of people are like, "Why are we yeah. paying with our hospitals being full of unvaccinated people?" Why? Because because. I don't know. They have their own opinion. I don't yeah. want to sit here and justify them, but yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I can't believe people wouldn't, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can't believe people wouldn't. After the year we had. Yeah, but I also kind of find it weird that you're going to a Maroon 5 concert 
And they're like, papers? <laughs> you gotta show them. Look, you gotta it, show them. come on, that's weird. That's it's a weird, weird but it's gonna be normal. It, it, it yeah. is weird until we sort of get over this thing. Papers? It was, I'm telling you, that it was a very <laughs> bizarre sort of like futuristic, you gotta show your past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta show, you, you've got, I get it, but I have yet to see a reasonable point mm-hmm. to not get vaccinated other than a sense of stubbornness. You're not mm-hmm. doing that to me. I it's I get to choose because honestly, and this is gonna be, we won't get into this, but like we talked the Texas abortion this, law. These, these are famous last words for anything in this podcast. <laughs> we won't get into this, and then we get into what? it. Okay, so Texas, listen, we won't get into it. Is literally our next agenda item. <laughs> it's our transition to get into it. Texas has this new abortion law, right? You just said we won't get into. It. No, 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 man, listen. Okay, so before I, I've been seeing this everywhere, where it's like my body, my choice. Yeah, is what people were saying. But now Texas all of a sudden is my body, our choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, th- that's like... What so a hypocritical I, ass yeah. thing to say. It's the... Um, is it the right? Is it Republican right? I don't want to... <laughs> this guy put on his Oakleys. I got my white Oakleys on right now. No, uh, side topic. I got these Oakleys from a girlfriend years ago. And I never uh, I never wore them. No once because they look like... Yeah, yeah. Like, look, like a trailer like, trash. Yeah, he just said that point about abortion and people's choice and shit and then put on white <laughs> friggin Oakley's. Oakley's. Jesus. That is true. Very, very contradictory <laughs> of me. Um, yeah, look, this is um, like just the switch up is so funny, like so weird. The switch yeah. up of Texas of being like, you know, I get to control women's choices and like I'm going to make rules for women's choices and they got to do this. If, they, right. if they have a baby, they can't do this. And then as soon as COVID rolls around, yeah, they're like, nah, you can't control what I do with my body. Yeah, yeah. So oh, man, it's weird. Huge, yeah, it's a huge thing. Yellow I'm weird. Huge. Yellow weird. What did you say? <laughs> Y'all. Oh, you said yellow. <laughs> yellow. Yellow weird. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get. Let's actually get into the topic now because yeah. we're 18 minutes into this thing. If you guys are still listening. Weird. What are we talking about? What is your time worth, baby? This is a big thing. So this week, I helped a friend. She's a photographer, mm. and she basically said, um, I've got some questions about pricing, whatever. And I said, sure, no problem. Yeah. Let me help you. Because I know when I started with social media, it's a very tough thing to put a price on what a YouTube video will cost. And please, if you're listening and you want to start YouTube, do not listen to the person trying to get you to make the video. They're always going to have their interests in mind, and they're always going to lowball you. And the worst thing possible is when they say, oof, like that's, qu- that's quite expensive for the pricing. Screw them. Walk away. It's, yeah. There's no such thing. It just means they they can't afford to work with you. And I mean, I mean within reason. This so, is like the brands. This is with brands in general. Yeah. yeah, I find smaller brands will try to guilt you or gaslight you into thinking your prices are crazy high because they don't want to pay it, right? So what happens is you have these these creators that are just getting into the business that are like, oh my god, they're willing to give me a free T-shirt for yeah. a free post. And sense. some of these people have a decent following and it's like, do not take free shit. Yeah. Don't, because if they were to pay you, you could buy 20 of those shirts. Okay, but do you think new creators, right? Yeah. When you were first starting out, do you think you had like a little imposter syndrome and you're like, let you know, you're like, I don't know if I, if me helping them will actually make some Always. sales happen. Always. Right? That's and not because of that doubt, they take advantage of that doubt of like, you know, and they might not take advantage like purposefully, but like they're like, 
they don't know how many seats you're going to fill. Let's say no. you're promoting an event. They don't know how many seats you're going to fill. But it's not your you don't job. Know how many it's seats. not your job. They're hiring you to make content to, yes, sell seats. Yeah. But they know there's no guarantee. Never mm -hmm. sign a guarantee where it's going to be like, you need to sell uh, 100 seats before us to pay you. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's awful. I once worked with a brand. Uh, we, we It went super viral. They wanted to work with me again. They said, okay, Dan, here's how it'll work. Um, we'll pay you this amount, and then if it gets over a million, we'll pay you this amount. And I said, sorry, guys, no. Mm. Uh, only because the odds of a video going viral again, pretty slim. slim. Yeah. So I'm like, you have to pay the full price regardless of if it goes viral or not, right? Okay. Because the first video, I took a pay cut. It's just a business thing. I took a pay cut because I believed in the idea. So I put my name on the line and my time on the line. And it paid off. Yeah. It won't pay off every time. What people have to understand is when you're pricing something, when it comes to photography, YouTube videos, you're not pricing the moment and the work then and there. You're pricing everything that led up to that moment. Okay? So my artwork, let's take this iris. Okay? I made this iris piece. Yeah. I could technically sell this piece for $700 and it'll be acceptable. Yeah. Here's why. You want to make that at home, you need to buy a $6,000 printer, okay? Then you got to buy $100 worth of resin. Then you got to figure out how to actually operate that with all of your time. Then you got to buy all your mistakes that you've made yeah. learning the shit. Yeah. And then obviously you got to buy the audience that would want to sell it. Yeah. So $700 that was once, holy shit, becomes, oh, that's actually justified because I can't make that way out of 6000 So you want this bad enough, you either buy a $6,000 printer and everything that comes with it, or you just pay the price, right? Yeah, a lot of modern art is like that, where it's like, everyone looks at it, it's like, oh, that's so easy to make. Then go make it. Then go make it. Then go make In it. In fact, not only go make it, I'm going to show you how to make it. Yeah. All of my YouTube videos are DIYs, how-tos, telling you how to make my art pieces. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a smart thing. It's it's smart because it's new age artist, because mm. I'm, I'm able to make a living as an artist by showing you how I'm making my art. Yeah. Right, where a lot of people are very secretive and they're like, no, I can't. Like, okay, we. I don't. I don't know if we talked about Callan Schaub. No, he's a Montreal-based uh, artist where he takes uh, his canvas and he spins it. Oh, really the fast. paint can guy. Yeah. So this guy sells a pair of his jeans for two thousand dollars. Jeez. A pair of his jeans. And he dangles a. He, <laughs> I'm gonna make it basic, but yeah, he dangles a paint can with a hole in it. Yeah, and he swings it. And he swings on it onto the jeans. No, 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 no. The jeans are what he wears while he painted. Oh. So this is sort of like, this is what I wore during some of my paintings. Oh, I'm selling this now, right? Sells it for two grand. People still get up in arms. Save your energy. If you don't understand art, don't hate on it. Either educate yourself or walk away from it. Nah, we can hate on it, man. Come no. on. Why? Let's hate on it. Why? Because it's hilarious because, you know, to laugh at like some multi-million dollar banana on a wall. But here's the like. thing too. People need, you know, people need to understand not, a lot of that shit's not real. Yeah. You True. Know? What do you mean? Like, like. I don't know if you've seen these eBay posts. A Cheeto went for $20,000. No, it didn't. Uh, because what people do on eBay, and I've had this happen to me. I sold a Charmander piece, okay? Yes. It went all the way up to like seven grand. None of those were real bits. They're just trolling? None of them. It was all trolls. So I knocked it all the way back down. In fact, I brought it all the way back down to like $500. Shit. Okay? And then it went back up to 4000 You have to know. I'm sorry. I know nobody's going to pay $4,000 for a Charmander. So I know it's troll. However, yeah. it allowed me to advertise, holy shit, somebody wants to buy my shit for seven grand. It's true. So when it comes to a Cheeto or like a Jesus-shaped toast, and you, and you look and it's like, it sold for a hundred grand, it didn't. It's a troll blasting the price and then media just saying, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. People don't know this though. I would say, like, I, I would say knowing that it's out there 
that people are paying two thousand dollars for worn pants while someone's paint can yeah. painting. Um, know that, like, yo, you can sell anything. You can't. You, you can listen. The, the art I find that so cool. Imagine if I could have a pair of Banksy a, a Banksy shirt that he wore during a piece. Amazing. I would find that so damn interesting. Whereas other people, and I've had this, would be like, whoa. Like I went out once a few years ago, Christmas time, and I bought this paint can. I think it was seven hundred bucks. It's an empty spray paint can. Yeah, yeah. It's from Mister Brainwash, and I was there with my my cousin and his wife, and she goes like, I can't believe you'd pay that much. No, people would because that's like, the story for you. You're just you're not buying the actual paint can. You're buying you know like the utility of it. You're uh, buying something. The, the story, the like, art, the everything. Yeah, I respect this artist, and he made this with his hands, and I like that I have something he made. Yeah. So, so one thing I've learned in, like, let's say, um, we used to do, like, a lot of events for the college, and, like, there would be, like, different concerts and different um, artists that come through. Mm-hmm. What I learned was the conversation, I swear to God, if a if an artist tells me $20,000, $50,000, $100,000, okay, it's the same conversation that happens in the back end. We're saying, is this in our budget? Does this, you know, uh, does this make sense? And, and we keep going. It's like the artist could have said 20,000 or they could have said 15,000 or they could have said 30,000. Mm-hmm. We would have accepted either or. Right. So it, it's always funny to me to see like in life, you can honest to God, just price yourself either way. Yeah. People, like if you were to, let's say, make a course of, how to do 3D printing, right. okay? And you were to sell this course $10 on skill, like or let's say $10 online, yeah. $50 online, or $500 online. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you will have the same amount of, not the same amount of attendance, but people will be thinking about a, making a $10 decision as much as a $50 decision, or a $50 decision as much as a $500 decision. Like there, you can't fill a room with three, 30 people at $500, you th- could. There's Well, there's so there's an audience for everything, which yeah. we've talked about. Um, you just got to play to the right audience. Yeah. So here's the thing. When you price something also, never take the first price because mm. they're going to do it with their lowest intention in mind. If I want to work with, I, I won't do this. I, so this photographer that reached out, I asked her, she, um, she took photos of my art for this, my website. Okay. Mm. And when I asked her, she goes, sure, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm going to give you 500 bucks. And it was like, she had to take picture and like she's, she does really great work. If I had taken her at her $100 offer, I would have gotten the same amount of work. However, she would then think it's going to be tough to make a go at being a photographer if I have to do all this work for 100 bucks. So I'm like, I'll give you 500 bucks. Yeah. And then she can sort of start to develop confidence to say, this is what I'm worth. I've got experience working for 500 bucks. You I know I can get it. Yeah. Right? So you have to re- not reject but like look at the first offer as there's more there. Yeah. So you can go, you can even say $5,000. And if they're like, no, then you could sort of, okay, where do you meet? Always negotiate. Yeah. Like always negotiate. Never take the first price. And if you're on the other side, don't sell yourself short. Don't offer a hundred if you want five. A hundred percent. Right. And a lot of people don't know how to price themselves. They Honest don't. God. But, but this is where it's, it's an experiment, right? So I know that I can make a living being a creator. Yeah. An influencer. But because I'm charging the right amount. I see influencers out there that are like, I know we just talked about this, but they'll take a free night at a hotel yeah. um, in exchange for like nine posts. Yeah. And I'm like, you realize you're losing so hard here. You might think visually 
that your audience is like, wow, they got sponsored. They got to stay at a free hotel. No. Mm. Okay, that's great. You, you can build that, but no one gives a shit that much. You've just lost out on your time for a free night stay when you could have got the free night stay and money. Yeah. You could always get money. Like, I had an email today. Unfortunately, it went through my junk box, and it was from a, a brand here in Canada, and their PR agency was like, can we send you this? And I'm yeah. looking at it, and I'm like, you know, this company, this, this PR agency only sends free stuff. They never mm. really pay. Mm. And I, I look at this and I'm like, will I accept it because the brand is big enough? Or can I make something that'll benefit me on the back end in terms of a viral piece of content? Yeah, yeah. So one time I got a PR package for an ice block, right? And I never got paid for that. They sent it to me and I'm like, super unique. It got 18 million views on TikTok, blew me up on TikTok. Wild. That I'm like, wow, I, I got actually way worth, I got more than what I would have, right? And that's the whole thing with PR packages though. They're playing that game. But they gotta be good, man. Like the, the one I got in this email, I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know, no offense, like great cause. Yeah. And, and like I've, I do my fair share of great causes that I don't, well, I don't feel guilty by turning one down. Yeah. That um, it's just like, no guys, you want free shit. Like put effort, make it a unique piece. That's the thing. I think PR packages, man, there's, uh, first of all, it's such a cool job to like make PR packages. Yeah. Like to think of PR packages. Yeah, 100%. Because once you, you know, once you get that ice block one, yeah, you know, and once un that's under your portfolio, like you made the ice block thing and your shit blew up. Yeah, it's, it's amazing for a PR agent. It gives you confidence. But you said something about experimenting, right? Yeah. You're like, in the beginning, you got to kind of experiment, you know, and you got to see, okay, that was a low price, that was a high price, whatever, right? Um, I think if you get a mentor within that field, yes, you'll get all their experiments, yeah, relatively for free. Like, yeah. let's say this hotel thing, okay? It was it was me. I was reaching out. Uh, to a couple of hotels in the area. I wanted to kind of just get like into kind of like hotel photography, into travel photography, shit like that. Um, so I offered them my thing for a hotel stay for one night free. Right away, Dan was like, nah, man, you should have, you should ask for money there. Instantly. Right, instantly he said that. Yeah. Um, and, and so like that, I think that's like, a, and that's like free advice that you would give to me. And I think you would give that advice. You're giving it free right now, you know? So I feel like if you get a mentor or you get someone in that field that's already done it, that's already yes, done the experiments, yeah. they already know it right away. As long as they can justify it. Because there are a lot of people out there that'll also give you this sort of, uh, there's enough of these these TikTok entrepreneurs that, that are like, you buy my book and this and that, right? And yeah. It doesn't actually relate to anything. But when it comes to pricing, you can't be scared. If you feel your shit is worth this yeah. and you and you genuinely feel it's worth it, charge that. And you're going to quickly realize if the if the market is realize if you've overpriced for the market because mm -hmm. that exists. You can't obviously just be like you want something from me ten thousand. Well, yeah, but you got five followers. How are you justifying ten thousand? Yeah, you got to justify. And so whenever I'm trying to justify something, first off, when it comes to art, I don't give a shit if someone's like it's too expensive. Don't buy it. Yeah, I didn't make it to mass sell anyway. I trust me, I already don't want to sell my shit. Mm. So when people want to buy it, yeah, I'll sell it, but I'm going to sell it on my terms, right? And I'll try to make it accessible or more affordable. I mean, like um, I'll sell prints and stuff like that. But here's a fun fact. I'm not, like when I sell lower price shit, I actually end up losing money. Yeah, yeah. These, these prints that I sold for $50, any piece that it went international, because I sold, some of them went to Netherlands, some of them went to Australia. It was $52 just to ship it. F that. So I lost $2. <laughs> so this is where experimenting comes in, right? Yeah. Where you realize, so 
I like to, if I make a piece, one of one, I'll sell it for whatever I want. And if they don't want to buy it, I'm, I'm at peace with knowing that I might hold on to this for a little bit until the right buyer comes around. I'm going to give you a little fun fact, a little side topic. Yeah. The original Nike swoosh. Mm-hmm. A lady designed it. How much did she sell it to Nike for? What, what, what Nike year was this? 1970-something, 1950-something. Uh, man, back then... 1975. Back then... By Carolyn and, and, Davidson. And let's keep in mind, Nike was not <laughs> Nike. Yep. I would say 500 bucks. The cost of this logo was... <laughs> And now it's like one of the most recognized logos in the world. For the Nike friggin' swoosh. Okay. But later the company recognized its simple brilliance and value went back and gave Davidson shares now worth $600,000. So this is like, I'm I'm talking about like, I think in the 90s or 2000s, I think in the 2000s, they're like, holy shit, we need to give this person. First off, it's amazing they did that because they didn't have to. Yeah. Secondly, you got to remember... Nike, let's just say I come to you and I have a, a company called Coaster. And I'm like, hey, yeah. man, I'm making shoes. They're called Coaster. Can you design me a logo? I've got no repertoire of success, nothing. I don't know what your feature is like. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, I mean, and $35, you got to factor in what it would be worth nowadays. Yeah. I don't know, maybe like 100 bucks or some shit. And I make you a checkmark swoosh. Yeah, but but, logo. but I'm I'm not all for because some people will be like, it's so simple. Look, boom. It's like you only did that because the logo already exists. Yeah. Right. The check mark exists because it exists already. Yeah. yeah. It's simple brilliance is because it, it already happened. It already happened. Right. So like, like, let's say I make a art piece. Yeah. And it's simple in its development, but you didn't know it existed before. Yeah. yeah. So I'm showing you how to make it. Sure. It might look easy, but the idea wasn't there. Yeah. So look, when you're trying to price shit for art, know that you're a lot of the stuff you will be selling is invisible. It's not tangible. It's not physical. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to look at and be like, why am I paying for this when I don't like, well, because you're you're paying for the skill set, you're paying for the talent, the time, the failures, you're paying for everything that you can't see that went into that perfection. Yeah. I I looked at this like through brands we've done, like uh, I've done a couple like rebrands and shit. Um, And people, whenever like a, let's say a a company changes their logo, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's say, I don't know, Toronto, the city changes its logo you're like, this change of logo costs $700,000, right? And everyone gets up in arms like, how, how did the logo just cost $700,000? Yeah. Because it's not just a logo. I feel like brands and art and all these things, they're all vessels. Yeah. Right? Even your name. Even like Dan Roto or Danocracy, yeah. right? Even in the beginning. Let's say Danocracy in the beginning, to people, it didn't mean much. Right. Right? The vessel is empty. Like the... the Let's, let's say it's a bowl of stuff, right? That's all empty. As you do more stuff, as you do more DIYs, as you do more art, as you do more, um, I don't know, traveling around, all this stuff, you're adding into the vessel. Danocracy, the name, starts changing how you feel about it. Like, let's say the biggest company in the world, Apple. The friggin' name is Apple. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I think Apple, I don't think friggin' apples. I think aluminum i think glass i think clean, like yeah, clean yeah. lines and shit because the vessel that they've brand all, imaging yeah the brand imaging all that shit that they've put in there it's worth so much which is why same thing with nike yeah it's just a swoosh but but, but here's the thing let's let's take your example okay yeah. let's say you go to this hotel and you do one night free stay for a ton of photos that are going to last them on social media 
easily two months. Yeah, rights, easily. all theirs. Yeah. yeah, everything. And they're going to use it to promote and then get more sales. You've now just marketed yourself as a guy that will take free shit as compensation, right? Because let's just say the hotels, like the, the, the PR guy talks to the other one. Hey, I know a guy. No, listen, give him some free shit. It'll settle him down. Yeah, yeah. The amount of talks that happens in the background is, is probably a lot. Oh, it's happening all the time. So, but I think you need to also know yourself and like stick to the plan, which is like, hey, I'm not going to do this for, you know, 100%. Other times. I'm, I'm This is a one time here's portfolio the, thing. And, and, and I think you, in the beginning, as an artist or anyone, you got to have, you got to take some losses to, you will. to make that you will. portfolio happen. It's a, it's a learning, it's a learning curve and it's yeah. okay. It happens. I'll, I'll let you in on a, a deal that, that I never did. Yeah. Okay, so a deal I never did. So I got an email probably about two months ago, and it was for a tourism USA. Mm. Uh, the agency was based in Paris, mm. France. I don't know, oddly enough, I don't know why. Weird. And so they said, Hey Dan, we want to send you on a road trip, seven days, all paid for. We want twenty posts. It was insane. Okay. And I say, Where first off, I just want to get more details before pricing it. Where's the money? Well, no, no, not where's the money, but like I need more details because sometimes Free, free stuff is beneficial. Yeah. Sometimes, if the brand is big. You know, being an ambassador for Budweiser, I don't get paid, but I get to attach my name to Budweiser. I get free concerts. I get free clothing, free beer. It's so amazing. in the end, it actually equals out. Yeah. Right? So this one, they want all this stuff, and they wanted to send me on a seven-day, all-expenses-paid trip to anywhere that is not popular in the States. Okay, so we're taking off New York City, Texas, California. It was like Wyoming. Middle, middle of nowhere Wyoming, which I'm sure Shout is out. beautiful. Yeah. Okay, um, Virginia, uh, Oklahoma. These are less popular states because the idea is we want to drive tourism to these states. Yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, like you're taking seven days of my time, right? You want an insane amount of content um, and you don't want to pay. And what's the worst is that this this girl, this agency was like, keep in mind, it was COVID. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Okay. So if you're trying to work your prices and negotiate with COVID being an umbrella, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I thought I was making more money. But because I was affected by COVID too. So I need to make up for my costs. 100%. So they're trying to save money by saying, you know, COVID, it, made, it affected prices. No problem. I was equally affected by COVID. So my <laughs> prices are I'll, need to be paid too. So- I sent back and I said, hey, look, this is what it would cost for me yeah. to come on this trip. Also, what's what's the worst about these, these creator trips is oftentimes um, it'll be just you. You don't get to plus one or whatever. And it's other creators. Yeah, I'll let you in. Some of these trips with other creators are the fucking worst. It's man. just a friggin' uh, cock measuring fest. It's all it is. Is everyone just trying to be like, Haha, like trying to kiss up to the, the, the client who's yeah. obviously on the trip. And they're like, ah, what's up, guys? Here I am at a waterfall. Like, Everyone's trying to out personality everyone, and it just echoes. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's yeah. up, guys? Hey, what's Nobody's up? like genuine. Yeah. Man, no one like. There's genuine creators. I want to say that, but some of these trips, man, like <laughs> they know they're out there to do a job. Yeah, I respect that, but they're and, and they're not there to make friends. Yeah. So don't don't when you go on these trips, don't think it's going to be at the time of your life with other creators, because yeah. oftentimes everyone's looking out for their own. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I gave my price and never even heard an email back. Did it affect me? Not one bit, because mm -hmm. it was going to take seven days of my time into probably an awesome place, but just less popular. And they wanted all this free post. They wanted to sell my brand for yeah. free. So I'm like, no problem. I was ready to walk away when you first pitched it. Right. So just know when you get, an, when you get an opportunity 
value it at what you think it's fairly priced at. They might come at you with these stipulations. Well, we got to factor in this. We got to factor in. Again, take that, remove that from you because that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. That's a them problem. Okay. They, they have budget issues. No problem. If you want to work with it, do it. If the brand is awesome and you love it, do it for free. Mm. But just, just don't do it for free for everyone because you will dry up so quick and you cannot make a go at this career. Yeah. And, and I think there's also that rule. Like I've seen, I, I see a lot broken online, I guess, of like people over advertising every single friggin' post is an advertisement. It's like, because they think, they think that's what, do you have any opinions of yourself? Like, but, but they think that man, creators get a thrill or or influencers. And I do use this loosely because I think the term influencer is great by the way, but I think it's been so watered down with anybody that has a social account. Yeah. So you'll have people that love they fucking love putting the hashtag ad. Oh, sponsored. And I'm Ooh. like, why? A lot of people. I made it, motherfucker. Yeah. Big sponsored yes. ad affiliate. I'm like, they love feeling that sense of ownership with a company. And I, I've been there. I know. Yeah. But, but they've been doing this shit for like two years now. And I'm like, you're just doing this for the satisfaction free of free shit, free food, a free hotel, just free stuff in general. Yeah. You want free stuff, become an influencer. I'll say that. Yeah. You get a ton of it. But don't expect to make a living accepting only free stuff. You can't do it, man. You got to put a price. Yeah, there's got to be an eBay influencer, man. This guy who gets like shit sent for free and just sells it on eBay. That's what I would do. You can't. I mean, yes, but you'll also like if the company finds out. I'm selling bad, ice blocks, baby. Bad PR, man. <laughs> Here's an ice block. I think you got to treat your brand like you uh, idolize another, right? Like, like, look, you like yeah. Apple. Yeah. Then look at the respect Apple has because they're clean, they're proper. Have the same brand imaging with yours. Yeah. Don't go in tacky, like sh- shit like that. Uh, one more piece of advice for people. You want to make it on social media, you can take two routes. You can take one, which is a super popular, sell your soul, smoke weed, drink a bunch of drinks on camera, uh, flip the camera off, say a bunch of swear words. Live your authentic self. Well, loosely, because I don't even know if that's authentic, but do that. Yeah. Sure, you'll get followers for being cool and edgy, but you will not get sponsorships and you will not have a high CPM, which is what pays you on YouTube. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube, Steve will do it. His videos are actually good. Love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He chugs a bunch of shit, smokes a bunch of weed. (laughs) He's a likable dude and it's a fun content to watch. Yeah. However, he'll post on his Instagram his views and all he made that month was $400. Yeah. And Steve will do is like one of the biggest creators. Growing right now. Yeah. He's got millions of subscribers. I have 700,000 and I'm making more than easily more than double he is. Yeah. So it just goes to show, keep yourself family friendly. That's the smartest thing I ever did. You'll get a bunch of brands to work with. Don't sell your soul and take them all. Yeah. Work with the ones that you respect and you appreciate, right? Like I've got, I'm working with the NFL and the NFL today is sending me an advent calendar. I'll, I'll disclaimer, I'm not getting paid to do this. Yeah. However, it's the NFL Danocracy, NFL. It makes me look great. It makes, it's just it's furthering your, you know, it's, it's beneficial for both. Yeah, the brand value yeah. goes up because I'm a, I'm hanging out at the table of the big guys, yeah. right? So you can be choosy, be smart, just respect your talents, and yeah. don't let somebody tell you your pricing is wrong because then and there that's what they don't want to pay. You need to factor in the years or the hours or the nights spent failing and. This Nike shoe I made, yeah. okay, I spent so much money on a Nike shoe that I'm not even selling. Okay, I spent 
I don't know, 600 bucks to make this piece. It, just, I, it failed twice. Okay, so if I want to sell this, just know I would sell this Nike shoe for probably around 1000 bucks. 100%. I, I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think uh, what you're saying is it's going to be mutual, mutually beneficial, you know, for you and the brand, but for yourself, mm-hmm. you you got to you got to look out for yourself because they're going to try to, um, you know, everyone wants to be a parasite, man. Everyone, you know, everyone's trying to leech off the other people, and you got to make sure it's mutually beneficial. This relationship. I will say, you sign on to take a brand deal. Take care of that brand. Yeah. Take care of that brand because they are going for. Let's say a brand signs with me. The second I sign on with a brand, I immediately view them as team Danocracy and I love them. Yeah. Genuinely, I love them because they're supporting me, they believe in me, and they're allowing me to do what I do. So I'm going to make sure they don't like the shit that they're getting. I'm going to find a way that we can both win to a certain point. I've had brand deals go sour where they started to overly, uh, they were too sensitive and they overly um, censored my content yeah, yeah. that it wasn't my content anymore. And at that point, I had to stand up and say, guys, this isn't me anymore. Yeah, no longer my voice. Yeah, you want to hire an actor, do it. But just know, I know what's best for the content here. Yeah. This is, this is, you're, you're coming into my world, and I'm welcoming you. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. But, but let's agree to trust each other, right? So don't take on a brand deal and just be like, oh, they're screwing me. I don't want you to go hear this advice and be jaded towards anybody that wants to work with you. Yeah, no, brands, the fact that they work with creator, that's such a sick thing. It's amazing. I love any brand that is willing to do that, especially any brand now that works with me that wants to do art. Like, here's one. I'm working with Timex coming up, and they they want to do an art piece with me. And I'm like, yes, yes. And they're, like, totally leaving it open for me to do what I want to do. I love that. But also, like, fits in, like, that sandbox, even though it's a sandbox, it still fits in with your brand. You know, you got the time, you know. But there's a a sense of added pressure where I'm like, I'm going to take care of you because you're trusting me. Yeah. But that goes for any brand. Any brand that'll work with Danocracy or me, like number one focus, make sure they're happy. Shout out Oakley's. <laughs> well, I'm not working with Oakley's, so not shout out them. <laughs> they want to work with me. Let's talk. Yeah, I, I love that you guys get like, <laughs> some, you know, sometimes creators get so freaking weird <laughs> about, don't shout out. I won't shout out until until they pay me. It's so funny that you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, because sometimes well, there's two My reasons. My you're wearing every day. Not the Oakley's. There, there's two reasons. <laughs> one of them is... Uh, if we are giving a, a positive thing, I don't want my audience to think I'm trying to like pull the wool over their eyes and this is secretly sponsored. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say not sponsored. True. Right. Like I did, um, I went to this place called Activate. It was this like light up room and it was like this really fun thing. I posted yeah. it on Instagram. It was very ad oriented. It looked like it. I'm like, guys, this is so sick. You guys want to come here in Burlington? But I also said, just so you know, this is not sponsored. I do that so they know I'm not trying to screw with them. Not because of the brand. But don't you think by saying that you'd be like me, maybe people and this is a new thought, but like people would be like, oh, wait, he might have two voices. He might have the not sponsored real voice and the and anything else is sponsored. Then it's not. You got to yeah. know if you're watching a creator that is doing sponsored content, it is going to be filtered a bit. Yeah, but there's so many creators that and you included that would be like, hey, like, yes, it is sponsored. And I understand that there could be a bias here. But I genuinely love this brand. And I feel like when they say that, like, I still feel like that's their authentic voice. Do you have the charger, by the way, for this? Yeah. Can I use it? I'm at 4%. Um, so, yes. First off, um, there's two things. If one, the, 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 the influencer only says, I love this brand only when they're being paid. Yeah. They probably don't love the brand. Yeah. Like, seriously, the amount of times, the amount of free promo I've given to Michael's. 
who's never worked with me and I've reached out. Okay. Never worked with me. And I continue to do it. It's because genuinely I find Michael's so great. Yeah. I can get everything I need there. It's amazing. Right. So I'm going to post real shit that, that I enjoy. Yeah. What's it? What's another one I really like? Um, I don't know. Art resin guys. Art resin. Yeah. But, But they're just a genuinely nice group of people. Yeah. Right. And now I've actually switched over to a new resin. Total boat. Yeah. Totally different relationship, right? But it's because Total Boat is like, hey, we'll give you any unlimited amount of resin that you want. Wow. Right? And they'll also they're willing to like partner and, and pay me for specific partnerships, right? Yeah. They're open to whereas like art resin, amazing people, amazing resin that I, I want to keep that relationship going because you want to keep a good fun people around, yeah, right? Yeah. Even though I haven't like paid deals with art resin don't really happen which yeah is, but i'm but i'm oddly okay with that because their product is amazing i and just love when you guys get so particular about your you know yeah no i, I like coke coke is good i drink coke <laughs> bro you drink it every day but here's, here's okay another reason you love it no i'm not but, yeah but sometimes if you're in contract you can't actually you can't talk about other brands yeah. for instance i just told you i'm working with timex i i'm not gonna go and shout out any other watch brand yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm now actually contractually with Timex until like December, right? But it's like, it's amazing because I, I love Timex anyway. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> amazing watch. So they're, well. they're the best. They sent me, a, <laughs> I love them. So it's just, you, there's a lot of back end stuff that people don't realize that yeah. contractually it may limit the creator from saying specific things. Of course. One of the hardest ones to work with is alcohol brands mm. because alcohol brands, uh, they're amazing to work with, but there's so many rules and regulations around posting about alcohol Whereas if you're working with a certain brand and you pour a shot, you better hope you can't have three shots for one person. You, if you have three shots, there's got to be three people in frame, right? And some some of them are like, no, we're, we're not meant to be consumed as a shot. And you're like, what? Like oh. you, you realize everybody and <laughs> only people consume you as a shot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just... Speaking it's of alcohol, uh, 100th episode, the thing I've been yeah, talking you, about for 73 episodes now... We're drinking. We're drinking. He has on this pod. Aren't you worried? Let me ask you. Aren't you worried about slipping up and saying something? Like we already we're sober now. We're already sort of. You we, know, yeah, we, we already, want war planes. Yeah, the, <laughs> the beginning of this. <laughs> um, no, we made it. We deserve a little celebration, man. Honest to God, proud of ourselves. Ninety nine episodes. Still haven't got canceled. Because we're don't not, take that as a challenge. No, no, we're, we're not cancelable people. Like, yeah. like we we speak our mind, but we'll nah, also justify. Not, these are right? fighting words. We're not cancelable people, like, guys. We're cancelable. Everyone no. is cancelable. Listen, you know? listen every, t- yes, the climate of the t- today, everyone's technically cancelable. Yeah, yeah. However, there's people that, if you try to, like Steve, let's Steve will do it. Yeah. How the hell has this guy not been cancelled? The shit that he says, nah, he's, he's, he's uncancelable. Yeah, because he, he makes his money off not off. You know, being off being cancelable. Yeah, like, like, that, like he doesn't care shit. about the four hundred dollars of Google or whatever pays him. He cares about the merch he'll sell. But you can't sell merch if you've been cancelled, right? Yeah. So for us, our topics as as sometimes as slightly controversial as they might get, yeah. there's always a sound clip after the fact of justifying it. Yes. I'm not gonna come on here and just be extremely racist and just walk away. Like I'm smarter than that. And there's always a clip before the thing that says we're not gonna get into this. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> totally um, no, but I think our attention is, is in the right place, and I think that's the that's um. Unfortunately, that's something I'm seeing in cancel culture. Oh man, I had a whole rant on cancel culture some other day, but um, it's the 
the intentions, man. If someone has the right intentions and there's a, and there's a slip up, like we all slip up, man. I don't know. Good luck, man. Good luck. Because in cancel culture nowadays, no, you don't. No, yeah, you don't. It's like, you slipped up. I never. People are going to have this approach. I've never slipped up my entire life. Really? Let's go back on your wild. Let's, we'll find something. How could you not slip up, man? Everyone I, slips up. It's all good. But this is why people hate cancel culture. Yes. Right? Because it's so fucking toxic. It's the opposite of like, you know, the racist, the social justice warriors to the extreme are yeah. the ones fueling cancel culture. Yeah. Because they want everyone to be inclusive. Oh, really? So if I go back to you being a teenager, you never, never did anything or said something that was remotely cancelable. Okay. Everyone I'm, thinks they're a saint. That's I'm telling you, you want to be the most loved person in the world right now. There's an opportunity to be the person that leads the anti-cancel culture. Everyone is so against cancel culture. You, We're like, you still so won't be like, you st man, I know people. No, are. man, the normal people would love you mm -mm. if you're the anti-cancel culture guy. No, because what does that look like? You you start to actually sort of poke fun at people? No, no, it, you it's just a spectrum, man. No, I don't know. I'm gonna, okay, I'll do it. You can't. You, you can't do it. You become like they, you know. What, do, what does anti-culture look like? It's human to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. You sure. Know, the, the sure, but here's what's going to happen. from their mistakes. You, you go and say that rant on Insta, okay? You're now going to start to get comments saying, oh, really, Amar? Okay, so you think it's okay for a war plane? Like, yeah, yeah. And then what happens is they've, spin, they've spun everything. Now you're going to yeah. start to dig a hole and be like, that's not what I meant. I meant this. Oh, okay, so this is... The reason why cancel culture still exists and why it's hard to beat is because there's no escaping it. If you if they want you canceled, you're canceled. Because it's like, oh, really? So basically your opinions are, yeah. good luck, man. Good luck trying to avoid cancel culture. That's what I say. It's no joke. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not afraid of it, but like, shit, man, if it's coming for you, it's kind of like a hacker. They want to hack you, they're going to get you. I just, yeah. It's, it's, it, there should be rules to this shit, you know? <laughs> and, and one of the rules should be that you know, if you've learned from it, if you if we feel like he genuinely made the thing yeah. that you've learned from, yeah, you know, like uh, you don't get canceled. You know, I don't ideally, know. if if we could have it like that, sure, let's start a petition <laughs> or something. Be the most loved person, I'm telling you. Anyways, guys, if you have any questions, first off, about pricing your stuff or social media, it's something I'm super passionate about. So you can reach out on social media at yep. Danocracy. Um, I'd love to talk more about it but this is 99 this is 99 this is friggin 99 road to 100 is almost yeah. there make sure you're subscribed is it subscribed yeah you can subscribe you can rate you can review i know on apple Podcasts it's a little hard to review so like if you could take a little extra two thing. minutes to just you know fiddle around with your thing fingers share it with a friend you know yeah anyways guys thank you so much for listening to 99 episodes if you have we'll be back with 100 next week god bless love you